podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, Charles here. Uh, just before we start the podcast, I've come along to ask you to please, 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 please vote for us at this year's FSA Awards. Last year, we took home the coveted Club Podcast of the Year Award, and we would love to win it again. All we need you to do, very simple, is go to the fsa.org.uk and follow the link to the FSA Awards nomination form and scroll down until you basically get to where it says Club Podcast of the Year and type in the first box, it's all cobblers to me, and then scroll to the very bottom of the form and click the done button. If you do that and we're nominated again, I will love you forever. Thank you so much for everything that you did to get us the award last year. It would be great to get to go again. So please go to the fsa.org.uk and vote for It's All Cobblers to Me for Club Podcast of the Year. Right, let's uh, get on with the podcast, shall we? again and he's got it Gavin was closing in oh Gavin has scored Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three hello what a time it is to be a cobbler eh joint top scorers in the EFL Sam Hoskins has 10 goals before it September ends and another comfortable win to put us third in the table. I'm Charles Commons, and here are my friends, Chessie Coleman, Neil Edgerton, and Danny Brothers. How are you guys? Well, thank you. Good, good. Beautiful. Danny, lovely. Oh, Neil. A full compliment of podcast. It's a full house. I love a full house. Oh, I love it. Bingo. A fun house. Oh, oh it's a whole lot of fun. Is it? Is. Just to be one. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and some twins. Uh, before we uh, get into the main bit of the pod, uh, we need your help, please. Help. You have been great when we've asked you to vote for us at a couple of different awards things recently. So great that we've been nominated for the Best Podcast Award of the Football Content Awards. Yay. Nominate it. Nominate it. Thank you so much for all of your support. Um, now, we're asking for you to vote again. I know, more voting, more typing required. Uh, we're up against a few podcasts who cover teams with much bigger fan bases than the Cobblers. So if we have any hope in winning, we're going to need every single vote that you can give us. And just to make things even more complicated... <laughs> Um, we're also asking you to vote for us in the Club Podcast of the Year category at the FSAs. That's the Football Supporters Association Awards. Um, we're chuffed to bits to be nominated in the FCAs, Football Content Awards, for the first time. And we also really want to defend our title at the FSAs too. And with your help, we might just do it. So if you check the episode show notes, that's the description that you'll see on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever it is you're listening, there'll be a couple of links in there. One will be to vote for the FCAs and the other one will be to vote at the FSAs. If you can please do both, then that would be amazing. Uh, brilliant. We're, we're chuffed to bits, aren't we, that we've been nominated for another year for another award. It's amazing. It's this. It's like when you were saying FCAs, FSAs. It's like we, in boxing when you get the oh, yeah. different organisations title belts, isn't it? Double BO, WBO, WBA, W Baracus, WTAF, TFI, all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, wouldn't it be good? Do we know you said the the teams with bigger fan bases than us? Yeah, we know who that is. Well, well, it'll be like Premier League clubs and stuff, won't it? Essentially, and you know, this is this is the thing that we kind of up against. There's like uh, like a cup of plucky minnows. We are, we are the plucky minnows of League Two. (laughs) Careful, Daddy. I'm up all night to get plucky, Charles. You know. Oh, hello! Look at that. Love it. But yeah, so um, it would be really, really nice if, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I'm still chuffed to bits that we've been even nominated. So, you know, happy days. Love it. Um, more happiness. Cobblers three, Rochdale nil. Woohoo. To knock two. 
(laughs) (laughs) It was very easy, I thought, in the end, albeit a bit of a nervy start. We uh, kind of in agreement about that? Yeah, I think so. Go on, Neil, you take it away. You were there. Oh, no, I I was just adding a yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Neil's contribution over back to the NFL. (laughs) 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 Oh, lovely stuff. I I think it's one of those games where, in a strange old way, when you get teams that are, in all intents and purposes, pretty rubbish and they don't play football, it's probably more nervy than when you're playing a decent side that come out hitting the ground running and just playing Mm. because you have to play. It's almost like you, it lulls you into a bit of a false sense of security and it takes a little bit of a snap to to push them on. And I think that's kind of what happened yesterday. And I think it's important to to ride those out and play what's in front of you, but also preserve yourselves because you're going to have games that are much tougher than that. So I think it was it was played generally very, very well. Yeah, I think I, I hadn't realised this before the game, but we, we'd not beaten Rochdale for like, 10 years or something or nearly 10 years was it 2013 or something that our last win and that was five what was that the five one at six no that was many years ago that was way before even earlier yeah yeah that was probably late i don't know (laughs) earlier than just say it was earlier it was very early i was tiny i was about 11 when that happened yeah 2004 i was 12 when that happened okay Blimey. Okay. I mean, they have been a bit of a bogey team for us, haven't they, in recent times, Danny? I mean, last season, uh, we lost to them twice, uh, home and away. Um, Close for each day. Yeah, indeed. Um, I I was at the away game at Spotland, and and that was one of those games where it just felt like we had a complete off day. Yeah, you said you were never going to watch them again after that day, I think. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many times. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It won't be the last time I say it either, no doubt. Uh, but, but yeah, I didn't realise how much of a you know bogey team that Rochdale really have been for us in recent recent years. Um, it, it's strange, really, how one team can go and do that. So to put that to bed so convincingly, uh, I, I'm I'm really pleased with with the way that is. But it, it does. I, I'm wondering about this nervy start that we had because is this just something that we are is this the way that we are as a team that essentially it's going to take us 10 15 minutes to get going we scored in the first couple of minutes of the other week didn't we that is true yeah i think we play, I we think play, we're very patchy aren't we patchy like we're patchy never patchy. we're never blowing teams Elmer. away for 90 minutes are we it's very very much uh we, we can let you have the ball and we're we're comfortable with that and we're happy to let other teams have the ball but when we yeah, get it, we agree. make the most of it. And we have these five or ten minute patches where we just completely click into gear and and just go for it. It's early and days we, as well, though, because don't forget, how many games have we played now? A nine. 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 So if you think, One more to go before we can look at the table, yeah, boys and girls. Yeah, absolutely right. <laughs> but if you take into consideration that maybe, I don't know, 18 to 20 games in is, is probably when you're really going to start seeing what they're actually made of. If they're patchy with nine games and the idea is that they improve, mm. then it's going to look very good. So we've got a good starting point, I think, because patchy at nine games, but winning most of them, I'll take any yeah, day I, of the week. I, I didn't mean patchy as in bad. I mean, patchy as in we play in patches. Like we no, preserve I, our, yeah, we just, yeah, we exactly preserve our energies quite well. Yeah, I, I think exactly we, um, and we know when to go and when to when to kind of sit back and let the other team, which can sometimes come across as uh, we're not as dominant as previous promotion teams have been. Like the 2016 team, you knew you're going to be you're going to be gung ho the whole the whole game pretty much. Mm. But the, the, this team seems more controlled. I think it's the Colin impact. If I can take a guess at it, is the combination of Brady wanting to wanting to go and, and score goals and be entertaining, but Colin being the more the the pragmatic the that we've got to do it at the right time so I think I mean come on like come on John just yeah, not not all down. the time John not all the time we can we can play but we can't play the whole time you can you can stay out till 10 <laughs> let, let's not stay out until midnight <laughs> I like it um, <laughs> I, I wondered but, how much like it, it was almost as if to me it took those 15 minutes for us to get a grip on Odo because 
he was he was he was looking really really frightening in the first ten minutes or so. He had Koike's number, and then after those fifteen minutes were up, it was almost as if Koike made a, a slight alteration to where he was playing and not allowing. Odo to basically have the ball as much and to run at him. He got got a bit closer and played inside of him a bit more rather than sort of being behind him, waiting to go. Because at one point, I think, I think someone on commentary, whether it was Oglethorpe or maybe David Buchanan, said something about how um, Koike was going to get done for pace, which obviously isn't something that we're used to happening. Unless you're David Buchanan. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Dad. No, that's that's a bit harsh. Um, no, I mean, I, I, would, I wouldn't say we were scared of Odo. I no, I just mean I was a bit worried, worried oh, about him. Come on, Charles. To me personally, watching, I was like, "Oh yeah. no, he's got the ball." Yeah, I, well, I think it. It just looked like we we had a look at what they've got. Then McGlaw did a stonking tackle oh he did the didn't end, oh proper got it sort of going woke us up a little bit and then we were fully in control for the remaining 75 minutes and it it wasn't even close i mean it looked like we you know like when you get a a, a, a taller person putting the hand on the head of a littler person to keep them at bay <laughs> yeah swing that's <laughs> little one swinging up. little one swinging yeah. away that's what yeah. we were like you know that's how comfortable we were there was that patch when they were at 1-0 then they had that chance that they should have that they, they had that one chance one yeah. chance and then that, that seemed to really, yeah that seemed to wake us up a little bit is, is this a chance where Koiki tried to throw it down to Apare in the middle no, this is the Rochdale chance sorry. The Rochdale no 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 chance. but it, did it, didn't it stem from Koiki's mispass at the very oh. just is or is this a different one because because i when i looked at that on the highlights it was actually it was going to be a fantastic pass but it it was just mistimed by a nanosecond that didn't work but that then caused that so you know if that hadn't have happened and that pass would have gone through perfectly apres away and probably scores right so Mm. it's it's one of those that you kind of just think well it happens so yeah I, I mean, to be fair, I mean, yeah, I, I hadn't noticed so much that anybody had made a mistake. I mean, maybe you're right. I, I just didn't really notice it. It was more the fact that Liam Kelly, who it was that who had the chance, just basically it was on a plate for him, wasn't it? Yeah, and he's just completely. That, I mean that that's a side out of out of form and out of confidence. That's the kind of shot that we made, you know a couple of years back when we were in League One. You know, they're mm. on a plate right in front of goal. It's easier to score and yet it goes wide. You know, it's that kind of chance that happens and, and goes away from people when they're down at the wrong end of the table, I think. But yeah, that was literally the only real scare of the whole game, I thought. Um, which is... You know, two games in a row that essentially it's just been really comfortable. Well, That's I thought uh, weird. <laughs> I, I thought actually we had another couple of gears as well. Mm. I thought we were not that we were playing within ourselves, but I felt relatively comfortable that if we'd been against better opposition that had given it more of a go, we'd we had another. We could have stepped up a little bit more. I, I thought it was. I mean, there was a period of time where I think it was Leonard was doing a bit of showboating. <laughs> we were playing, even for the, the third goal, the the Hoskins, not the penalty, the the, the one after that. Mm. There were some nice little triangles and stuff and we were toying with them a little bit. And look, we weren't, we weren't playing Man City-esque football, but we just looked, we just looked vastly superior to them. And I mean, they were a poor side. They've got some big troubles. Mm. But I, yeah. we were just on everything, you know. Even off the ball, we were we were two steps ahead, and it just looked really easy. And and with that, also the fact that we're missing, you know, some key players. You know, but Williams obviously didn't make it back after uh, going off in the Wimbledon game with an injury. He, he didn't make it into the eighteen. Um, Danny Hilton seems to be on the injury list at the moment for the last couple of games as well. So there's two big names really that can come straight in, you would imagine, into this side. And and we've still managed to just dispatch them and not forgetting Aaron McGowan, who are yet to see, of course. Um and Josh Eppier who 
finally made it onto the team sheet and even got himself 10 minutes or so. Not that he did very much, I'll be honest. Um, he didn't need to. That's no, I thing. agree. His mere yeah, yeah, presence yeah. was enough, Charles. Yeah, I, he was definitely just, he was just, Charles. Charles. just to, just to <laughs> confirm that he's an actual person was yes. enough. <laughs> His first exactly 15 minutes here. back, and Charles is hammering him. Oh, no, no, Charles, why do you hate him so much? Him. No, oh, Charles, not come on. <laughs> it felt like it was one of those cameos that was for the fans, didn't it? Where it was he just got like, a, just a get him on the bench. Reception. Yeah, get mm. him on the bench and then get him off it for 10 minutes while we're cruising. It was good. Um, but can we can we just talk about Ben Fox, who mm, seems yeah. to be, um, I don't know, is he like a phoenix from the Flames? Six months out of injured, we were told. It's been more like six minutes and he's back on the pitch. Great to see. He looked very good as well. Did, didn't he? That assist mm. for Sam. Was that an assist? Did it go all the way through to Sam without anybody touching it at all? Yes, uh, I think it did. Much. Yeah. yeah, I think. Lovely. He assist. won the penalty as well, didn't he? He did win the penalty, yeah. Um, what did we make of that, by good. the way? The penalty. Do you think it was fair? Uh, yeah. fair call? yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was fair as well. Yeah. Pretty obvious and clear, I thought. Okay. Good. Well, the only question well, I, that, was, that was a great talking saved. point. I'll, I'll make sure to <laughs> always ask that question. <laughs> the only question I'd have on it, if I, I mean, I've only watched it back once. I think it was very close to the edge of the box. So, mm-hmm. but without VAR, I mean, well, I annoying. think I think that's why I was asking the question was because uh, okay, Not normally it's so close. Yeah, no, no, so close to the edge of the box. Normally, the referees tend to give a free kick because they're a bit scared to give a penalty for some reason. What? Um, but my, this one didn't. My argument for that is that if VAR was used properly, then it would be obvious, wouldn't it? But then that's a whole different matter, isn't hmm, it? I see what you did there. I know. <laughs> oh, look at that. Um, that was that was Fox as well, wasn't it? it was that Fox. was yeah. Fox. Yeah. 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 Crafty little Fox. Lovely cameo. Lovely. Can it I shout a... out Mark mm. Leonard? Oh, oh well. What, what a player. Neil has got a whole line of the running order dedicated to Mark Leonard. Me too. He has. He just says, Mark Leonard, what's just so like good about him? <laughs> Basically everything is the answer that we're going to give, isn't it? Um, can you can you name a player? Mark Leonard then, let's talk about him. Can you think of a player from Cobbler's past? <laughs> this is going to be a minefield. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that um, the, that Mark Charles Leonard <laughs> is like? <laughs> yes. Yeah? Go on, Neil. <laughs> Martin Reeves. Oh. <laughs> okay. Not a serious suggestion. To <laughs> oh, goodness me. That was a cracking suggestion. Uh, <laughs> no, I I ask that because I really don't think I've seen a player for the Cobblers, you know, just control the ball and the game, have the awareness, have the time and the ability on the ball to do what Mark Leonard does. It, it He looks out of place in our side because he's just so he's, good. But we need and to be really look, quiet he looks too good. about that. Don't say it too loud, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah he looks great. too good. That, that's, I mean, he's, he's obviously, he already looks a, a level above League Two at the very least. Mm. He, he, he's just, he's, he's, a, he's a step ahead of everything and he's very calm as well which shows he's got a lot of trust and confidence in his own ability. And he just, as ridiculous as it sounds, he does the simple things really, really, really well. But he also does the difficult things really, really well. Um, there was a moment in in the game on, on Saturday where he dinked it over the, the defender's head, dinked it back over and then won a foul. And it was, oh, yeah. it's nothing major, but, you know, we don't, we don't see that sort of thing in League too often. So... Not not oh, yeah. on purpose, anyway. No. <laughs> well, no, not on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> trying to control it, maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just thought, yeah, he, he's he's actually probably my favourite player to watch at the moment. He just plays the game and he knows what he's doing. He's confident in taking the ball in a tight situation. He's he's just a he's just a lovely footballer to watch. I, I tell you what, he looks like for me is that he looks as though he's still playing in like Premier League two for Brighton's under twenty uh, threes or whatever it is that that playing that that side for Brighton. You know, when you watch that, if you if you ever see even just highlights of of that level of football, 
it's all very uh, showboaty in a way, isn't it? it? It's all quite a lot, you know, it's not as blood and thunder as League Two. And often what happens when, when these players that come on loan or, you know, move to a club that's in, in League Two, they, they can't transition. They can't bring that exact same mm. confidence and ability into their, you know, new team in, in this, you know, full-on professional division. Um, and yet Mark Leonard just just looks like he's not bothered by it. He, he just sort of goes, yeah, I'm still here. I'm just going to do what I know how to do, and I'm going to do it really, really well. I mean, if it, the thing that gets me, and I know that this is going really over the top, but if this was Mark Leonard and he was sat doing this for a Man City or for Liverpool, then everyone would be absolutely raving about it. The fact that he's doing it for us in League Two should mean that it's an even bigger conversation and an even bigger plaudits going his way, surely. The, the, the problem, I think, with it is it takes longer to be recognised if you're not scoring goals or setting up goals. That's, okay. not, that's not a slight on him at all. But it, I think just naturally it does take a little bit longer for that sort of talent to be recognised outside of, you know... Your own fan teams. base. Yeah, yeah. If if you're not, you know, scoring or... Because a lot of people just look at the stats most of the time, don't they? Mm. Mm. I agree. I, I also, what I think is important to highlight is on a, on a club level that every now and again we get a player that we think, oh yeah, they're, they're a class above kind of thing. But generally speaking, it's normally a player that is known to be a class above the rest and has dropped down towards the latter mm. end of their career. It's really great and really refreshing actually when you get a player that comes in and it's the other way around because you can build with that and you always know that players that like for example Hilton and McCormick they're always on borrowed time and you're always going to risk having these lengthy injuries and it's so inconsistent at times not always because you know players like Ian Taylor years ago just lost it and was absolutely fantastic but you know it's the end of the career right so I think what we've got here is really special and we need to just cherish it really my worry Danny is that and I'm not talking about him leaving the club here I (laughs) I worry about what happens when he's not in the side because I don't see another player that can do what he does as well as he does and so does that mean that our whole style will have to change if and when he's injured? No, I don't think so. I just think he'll be less effective. Right. You've got the likes yeah. of Sowerby and McWilliams in there that that can do a job in that role when they're good at what they do in that role. I mean, Sowerby in particular can do that role and pick up the passes and, and dink little passes here and there. It just won't be as effective. It won't be able to, it won't be able to do the job as it would have been we would have been able to do before and that goes for any position I guess doesn't it if you know if you take Lee Burge out the team <laughs> it's not going to be as effective it's going to be functional with little Johnny Maxted in there but it's just not going to be the same, sure <laughs> um, won't be the same. but I think what we've got particularly in the in the squad in general is you take a player out and someone comes in and slots in which we didn't have last year at all mm. we saw how much depth. John Bray, how, how depth yeah. <laughs> Johnny depth Johnny um, depth <laughs> he but we've had so a couple of injuries this last couple of weeks. Like Mwaza went off on Tuesday mm. straight away. Um, was it Salby came on, mm-hmm. um, shifted things around a little bit, and it just still worked. And that's the that's the difference this season is that everything's just still working, even though we've got a couple of injuries. Like the right back, um, uh, uh, Akin Odimayo mm. was going to be, I think, the, the right back to start off with. He got injured. Started out with Maggers there, that didn't work. But put show in there, it works straight away. We we kick on, we crack on with it, and it we seem to have a, a good knack of of just slotting people back in there now. And it's, it doesn't feel like round pegs in square holes like it has done before in the past under certain other managers mm-hmm. <laughs> playing in play. You know, when you put a striker at right wing back, for example. Um, <laughs> but I don't know I, what you're talking about. Everybody <laughs> played there perfectly well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Len, Leonard, he is just that special player in the side that no matter you, you can cover it, it's just not going to be anywhere near as effective. I've in my head, I'm comparing him to what 
Kira Walsh did in the summer for England that Ooh, yeah. it, it took three or four games for us to actually realise who who's making things tick in mm. that team. And actually we can see it now. We like we're looking out for it more now, I think. And other teams probably don't recognise it as much, but as soon as he gets the ball, you like you feel comfortable. You feel and there's there's something massive to be said in League Two, especially to to have that type of player in there when especially we we're conditioned, I think, in League Two to be seeing that role as a cruncher like an Alan McCormack type, that defensive midfielder mm. role as a <laughs> someone who just comes in and is this old head and like Jeffy was saying, who comes in and smashes people and just gets rid of it and hoofs it up the pitch. Whereas especially us, we're not used to this. We're not used no. to having a player on our books that's like this and is so technically gifted as that. Well he's a he's so, a playmaker. He's he's not yeah. a defensive midfielder. No, he's it's true. Playmaker. I suppose it's more more yeah. the kind of eight in the number yeah. eight role that he just gets it and, and does something with us, whereas Salby um, yeah, he's a more kind of tackler. Was as more of a tackler. Yeah. He's more of a get the ball, turn it, do something with it. Even if it's like a little pass that gets us out of trouble, it it's so so important and so good to to see us have that type of player. Yeah, there are a couple of things like just taking from what you were have said there, Danny. First of all, you know that thing about taking players out of the team and and being able to slot somebody in. Kieran Bowie's not going to be available next Saturday. Oh no, it's um, not, is he? Because he'll be away with Scotland's under twenty ones. Um, I mean, obviously, good luck to Kieran for going and and, and doing that and getting that. <laughs> I'm very surprised that Mark Leonard hasn't been called up for that. Just because of how well he's been playing, I think when you when you compare the Scottish? two of them, yeah, <laughs> usually is helps. He? The... Yeah, I think so. <laughs> is he right? Finnish? Pretty sure he is. <laughs> Where's he from? <laughs> Scotland, I think. He's not Finnish. He's twenty four. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but I, th- I think because we're sort of obviously we watch the cobblers week in week out, so and therefore we compare our players to the other players on the team, don't we? And I, I suppose in a way, this isn't to. Uh, bash Bowie at all but Leonard's been far better for us so far this season um, than Kieran Bowie he's got a couple of goals admittedly so maybe that's it Um, and obviously plays in a completely different position as well so again it may be that there's even better Scottish players as hard as that is to believe for me than (laughs) Mark Leonard and uh, Kieran Bowie no I don't think either Uh, but that, that was the first thing and then the second thing is you used the word dink Danny I love a good dink. And I, I know you love a good dink, especially yes. when it's thunderous. Oh, a thunder dink. <laughs> a what do I call it? dink. <laughs> John Guthrie's goal <laughs> is what we're talking say, about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, what a goal. Because he'd just been fouled, hadn't he, just before, and he was claiming for something. He took him a couple of minutes, a couple of seconds. I think everyone was. The yeah. West Stand was it, certainly it, up in arms. It was good wrestling, though, because he played advantage, and there was an advantage because we had a decent... Um, spell because we had someone on the wing, didn't we, that could put it into the box? So I understand he why did. he played advantage. He did, in fairness. When you watch it back, he, he does kind of signal advantage. So well done, Mr. Whistler. I can't, I can't believe that you're being kind and generous to a referee. Get off this podcast. The, the other day, we were talking how good Breakspear was. That was seriously oh, concerning. Yeah, it was concerning, wasn't it? We had a good game. Uh, I he think did, he did yeah. have a. Was it Mr. Small or something? Small Mr. Whistler. Mr. Whistler. Mr. Whistler. All right, then. Fair enough. Official I can't name. remember who his name was. <laughs> I told you, it's Mr. Whistler, Charles. Is that his actual name? Yeah, ironically. Oh, oh was it really? Oh, okay. I thought Dave you... Whistler. <laughs> That's absolutely brilliant. Oh, no, it's uh, Sam Perkis not. was the referee. Sam Perkis. I, I prefer Dave Whistler. Get him, in. Get him in. Get him in. Love it. Absolutely love it. No, uh, you're right. He did. He played advantage, and it was the it's the way that that Guthrie is both arms up in the air, wanting a free kick, and then almost petulantly, like a like a a tantruming child, just sort of goes, "Oh, well, if you're not going to give it to me, then I'm just going to whack this in the net." It was very <laughs> Wayne Rooney esque, wasn't it? When he looked oh, at the referee, nice. had a go, and then smashed it in the back of the net, and went right. Done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now give me a free kick. Oh, no, but it was so out of character. It's so what? So out of character. Like, where did that come from? How, like, did we even know he had it in him? I don't, I don't think It's even. like Duncan Spedding scoring a bicycle kick. <laughs> so where did it come from? Pretty sure he's not scored a goal like that in his career, surely. No, I wouldn't have thought so. I mean, people are talking about that for goal of the season already. Oh, no. Come on. No? We've have still we, got we Sammy Hoskins... Goal from 
his own penalty box coming this season. <laughs> yeah. I'd enjoy that. I can't wait for that one. That'll be good. Um, and obviously two goals from Sam, as you've just mentioned. Another brace. He's just, yeah. He just keeps scoring. Yeah. And he's even in that place now where even when he misses a penalty, he's still... Get, it, it falls to you, doesn't it? It seems to, when strikers are on a hot patch of form, things like that just seems to fall for you. Mm. And it's, it's there in the right place. Little little nod, little nod of the head. I didn't want to score that penalty anyway. I want one from open play. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, it. It's, it's, it's one for all of the doubters, all of the ones that go, oh yeah, but penalties don't count. In, in years gone by where Sam's been top goal, goal scorer and, and certain, certain fans go, oh yeah, but penalties, they don't really count, do they? So he's only got three this season that's what he was doing he just went no I'm going to be top goal scorer this season with zero penalties yeah he's every time he scores it's a majestic moment now he got compared to well he got called Erling Braut Hoskins didn't he on the EFL oh, show I think it did. was yeah he did <laughs> oh, goodness you know the funny show. thing is he, he didn't have a particularly great game which sounds ridiculous considering he scored two goals but he was just you know, a bit on the periphery of the game, but then he mm. then his job popped up, two goals. Well, that's he's just it, been marked out of games a bit now, isn't he? As well, yeah, yeah well, I think he is. Yeah, so he's, he's getting used to it now. This, yeah, he, he's definitely. Obviously, teams are aware of him. Um, he still looks confident, of course, and he, you know, he, it's not like he had a bad game. He just didn't really, until he scored, he didn't really impact the game massively. Um, no. But up he comes, two goals away we go. I think it's again, especially the uh, the third, his his second, um, another example of well, like Ryan Haynes's winner uh, on the opening day of the season, going in at the back post. You know that was something that John Brady spoke about, I believe, after that uh, Ryan Haynes winner, saying that that was something that specifically they were trying to work on this season is getting people in at the bar, at the far post. So another example of stuff working from the training ground, which is lovely to see. Um, you mentioned the uh, EFL highlight show on ITV. Um, oh, God, that show's terrible. But it, it's broached a question for me, which is when are people just going to stop talking about what happened at the end of last season? Is it, is it annoying anybody else that it feels like that's all we're known for now? No. It's annoying me that you've asked about it. It's <laughs> not enough. annoying me because I saw a Bristol Rovers fan looking really forlorn today because they shot <laughs> six goals and I oh. was so delighted you would not believe it. <laughs> I am reveling in their agony. Do you and know I what? can't so, wait so to be relegated. It's so funny how happy Tim Oglethorpe gets whenever <laughs> Bristol whenever Bristol Rovers or Scunthorpe can see the goal. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how, how, how happy he is. I want it's Bristol great. Rovers' downfall to be ginormous <laughs> it's all about uh, the narrative Charles it's all about, all about the narrative okay you know I mean? fair enough brilliant what stuff. would be even better I don't watch the highlight show is I if... wouldn't bother Neil no. you should Neil, you should because it's so terrible it's, you've got to watch <laughs> it once I, don't, I only really care about seeing the cobbler's highlights and I can get them anyway oh. true this is true some but, of us I mean, like Neil and Danny have to watch the highlights to make sure that we know what we're talking about for the basement tales why don't you watch it on mute well I, I always skip through the you know, the inane chatter of the presenting team. As you'll already know, because I spoke to you about this yesterday, one of the Bristol Rovers fans yesterday turned around and said that the opposition had had paid the ref off, which I think is audacious <laughs> yeah. and frankly outrageous. Because I mean, the irony there is lost on that person on their own and no one else. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, time now to say a big thank you to our latest Patreon supporters. Uh, Tim Head and Patrick Walsh have both signed up to support us, and you can too at patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Thank you, Tim and Patrick, and welcome to the fan club. If you want to join them and get access to extra podcast episodes and our brilliant chat community, then all you need to do is head to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me and sign up for just five pounds a month. That would be lovely. Lots of extra stuff in there. Um, Postbag time in a second, but just in case you aren't aware, uh, the open forum that was originally supposed to take place uh, Thursday a week or so back um, 
has been rearranged for this coming Thursday. That's the 22nd of September. It's still at half past seven. It's still at Sixfields in the 1897 suite. I will be there hosting it. Uh, Neil may well be there with me too, I believe. So if you'd like to come down and meet us and have a chat with Kelvin Thomas, James Whiting, Tom Cliff from the football club, then please do. They are open to answering all and any of your questions, Cobblers fans. So come along. Whatever your question is, and I really do mean whatever your question is, come down (laughs) and ask it to the people that actually might be able to give you an answer. That would be uh, a great thing if as many people as possible could turn up. And if you're there too, it will be an absolutely cracking night. Uh, Right, let's do this. It's time to read your letters out But things have changed, so listen out If you want to write about Northampton Town You'll need to write this next bit down Just have a rant, or just some fun At podcast at cobblers2me.com No matter if we lose or win Send us your thoughts. Come on, get them in. Get them in indeed. Neil, has anyone got them in this week? They have. Good. Are you ready? I am always <laughs> ready. Are you steady? Go. Matthew Crane has got in touch. Hey. Yes, Matthew Crane. Dear Neil and gang, Ooh. if you could only communicate with animal noises, which animal would you choose? Yours, Meowie, Matthew Crane. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> I think I know what Danny's answer is. Oh, well, what are you going to say? Uh, goat. I, I think you'd like to be a goat. No, I think that would be a bit of an annoying noise. Oh, would it? Yeah. Okay. Um, I am going to go, what, animal? So, is this forever? <laughs> goat? Yeah, correct. Yeah, so you, you, you're stuck with this forever, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with, this might please Melly, the possum. Oh, oh, go on then. Possum. Let's hear it. <laughs> I, don't know. I can't do a possum noise. You can't, well, you've got to do it. You've got to know how it sounds to be able yeah. to make the decision, Daddy. Come on, let's hear your possum. <laughs> well, I can't, that's the point. I can't make it without... Get your possum out. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, there's an advert. Sorry, I'm try, trying to find one so I can repeat it on YouTube. Oh, okay. We'll come back, we'll come back to you, yeah, Daddy. Come back. Uh, well, I think probably a sheep because they're quite disobedient and and funny, really. So okay. I'd just go with a sheep. I mean, I have to pick a farm animal. I love lions. They're my fi- favorite animal. But I have to pick a farm animal because, you know, tractor allegiance and all that. And I reckon that if I did take my tractor to six fields, I could take a sheep in the uh, scoop with me for a little trip. So, you know, sheep. That's how I'm going for sheep. Can we hear can ah. we hear your sheep? There we go. Good. Charles? Wow. Uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that, that your possum, Daddy? Is there a That's possum a on possum. the line? Yeah, there you go. See? <laughs> no. <laughs> Funny. I enjoyed it. Um what what noise what animal would I go with if I had to choose? Um for the rest of time. I I I don't know. I'd go with a snake. Oh, oh did you see that but video you, that went... everybody would think they're in a pantomime every time they go past you? This is true. This this is true. Get a bit annoying, wouldn't it? Yeah, but at least I'd be at home at Sixfields every Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Just need somebody to occasionally it's... boo. Yes. <laughs> is there an animal that says forwards all the time? <laughs> <laughs> Frank, Frank the animal. There you go. <laughs> Frank. I don't know. I just picked somebody, a, a, a bloke's name. That's a great name, Frank. Thanks. Love a Frank. Love a Frank. Frank uh, Neil. Neil. Hello. What, what would you go for? A dolphin. A dolphin. <laughs> and Neil's best dolphin impression will begin now. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that so good? The dolphin's was, not well. That was brilliant. 
<laughs> that's superb. Uh, I hope that's answered Matthew Crane's question. Matthew Crane, that was an excellent question. You can have some Jeffy Stelling points for that. I really like that. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Oh, style this of is question. the type of question we need in Neil's post bag. Mm. Oh well, well let me let me give you another. Oh, oh yeah. Chris Freeman has got in touch oh, with yeah. one of life's biggest questions. Okay. Oh, okay. Dear Neil, I hope you are well. I am, thank you, Chris. Following on from everything that's been happening with the trust, the cost of living, the sad news of the passing of the Queen, I feel like we need a bit of cheer. So I have a question for you. With regards to a Muller Corner yoghurt, are you a spooner, a dipper, or a tipper? Best regards, <laughs> Chris. P.S. I am a tipper. <laughs> um, what were the options I, tipper spooner yeah dipper, spooner, dipper or tipper so What's the difference dipper? is a spooner you're gonna get your spoon obviously yeah yeah a dipper is you're gonna get a bit of the yogurt or a bit of the the corner element and sort of dip it into the other one and then eat it yeah, yeah surely that's a with tipper, the spoon though isn't it yeah wouldn't a dipper uh, be the other way around? Or? We might need adjudicator. I think. I think. I think the way it works is that if you're a if you're a dipper, then you obviously put a bit of yogurt on your spoon and then dip it into your oh, jam or whatever. Whereas, it is. whereas if you're a spooner, you you spoon the whole Content the corner out, I think. and then yeah. spoon it into the main part yeah. of the yogurt. Yeah, okay. And then and the tipper, tipper is you just tip it tipping in, it all in. You know, yeah. you crack the corner, so to speak, don't you? I'm a I'm a full on tipper. I'm a tipper. Yeah. 100%. I, I'm an get it all in there. Tipper. Get it all in. Yeah, yeah. Get, aggressive. Get it all in. Yeah, what I mean is <laughs> like, aggressive tipper. Like, I mean, like, I don't just tip it into the yogurt. It tends to go like across the walls, over the table, and probably on my carpet. Nice. How big are your yogurts? No, I don't mean a big yogurt. I just mean I'm just over aggressive. Jeffy's just very tidy. Uh. <laughs> I'm like a borrower. <laughs> See, I think it depends for me as to whether it's a fruit corner or, uh, you know, like a, a biscuity one. You know, the ones. Oh that no, got, tip like, it either balls. way. Yeah, oh, either way, it. yeah. You can't be you can't be switching it up. And well, no, also, no, well, hang on. Well, let me explain it first. I mean, so well, any, anything that's that's solid. So we're talking like the the chocolate balls or the flakes or the other things that are a bit more biscuity. That they just tip in, right? Because they just tip in. Easily. Gravity does its yeah. job, yeah? <laughs> Whereas with the fruit ones, I always find that you need a little bit of spoonage just to get it all out. So you kind of tip it and then use the spoon to scrape the rest of it in and make sure it I all think gets that's, in. you're still a tipper. Yeah, I'm still I a tipper. So what's you're just a getting out the, the dregs that are left in, right? So oh, you, so a spooner you, would actually be leaving everything flat on the table, so to speak, and then spooning out the contents yes. into the yes. other. Who would yeah. do that? Oh, that? That is dreadful. That's a lot of work for a young person. Someone that's got too much time on their yeah, hands. Yeah, very much. <laughs> also, maybe I... I think Mark Leonard maybe do maybe. <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> no. he just, he's got all the time in the world. He's just like, yeah, I'm just going to use chopsticks. He's that talented. Oh, Which member of our current squad would be a dipper, do you think? A dipper? Johnny Maxted. In fact, I imagine Johnny Maxted doesn't use anything apart from just his mouth. <laughs> oh, my word. He's a, he's a tonger. He's a tonger. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Little Johnny Maxted. Oh. <laughs> Did sure anyone else, by the way? <laughs> when when we when when the word spooner was used, did anyone else in their head just go spooner? Yes, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it was used in the nineties. If you hit a ball over the bar, wasn't yeah, it? yeah, it was. He spooned it. Spooner. How old was everyone when they realised why the corner yogurt was called a corner? Because I was at least twenty five. I'm I'm confused. It's the corner of the square. Yeah. And I only realised that when I was really old, because I'm ridiculous. But there'll be people listening to this, Charles, that were in the same position as me and went, yeah, I've only just realised, or that's groundbreaking news to them right now. So hello and welcome to the Muller Corner world, if you've just realised that they're called corners because it's the corner of a square. I've also got got an apology to make, Charles. Have you? What have you done? Where do I start? Um, (laughs) I've got an apology to to Melbourne Cobbler oh. on the Slack. Oh, okay. This goes back to Wafflegate. Oh, oh no, yeah. Wafflegate. Yeah, he he. I called him out, didn't I, for suggesting 
that waffles were in fact oblong. You, yes, oh, yeah, she did. did. Yeah. yeah. And I, I have since been proved very, very wrong. Yeah. So I offer a full and frank apology to, to Dale or Melbourne yeah. Cobbler. And next time I'm in Australia, <laughs> the, uh, the shrimps are on me. Oh. And you'll be putting your oblong waffle in the toaster. I will not. <laughs> I still I still want to know which way up would be up, though, because now that we've confirmed that they're not square, that was the question originally, wasn't it? Was which way up would you put it in the toaster? Oh, I personally... I'm not it again. No, 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 I personally... <laughs> it depends on the size of your toaster. 40 minutes of waffle. <laughs> depends on the size of your toaster. But you know those snazzy toasters, like when you go on holiday, and they like... And they go through like the machine and come out all snazzy. But if you've got one of them, just chuck it in any way you like. Be free with it. Oh, is but, this the conveyor belt? Yes. You're talking about like, the hotel ones where you yeah. just stick it in the yeah, top yeah, and yeah. it takes oh, about yeah, three hours. They're not like really toasters, are they? Well, they're like heating machines. So when you put it in heating the... Heating machines. You, you just crack on. I hate that. <laughs> But um, if if you if you've got like a regular toasting heating machine, you I think you're gonna have to like I mean I I put it in like the lengthways, but technically that's quite an issue because actually it should be the other way around so that you get like coverage from all sides of your of your waffle because otherwise you get like the top bit not quite done as the other bit. But but I'm a traditionalist, so I just stick with my normal waffling. Great. Good. Um, Charles, <laughs> yeah. um, Chris Freeman says he's got two more controversial debates in the coming weeks as well. Oh, oh. amazing. Um, so we Another look forward controversial to that, debate. Yeah. Enjoyable. Very much so. well, was there anything cobblers related in the post-match <laughs> this week, Neil? No. Out of interest. No, 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 no not at all. Thankfully, no. <laughs> we, we, what you've got to remember, Charles, is mm. the cobblers are doing very well at the moment. Therefore... People Nothing don't to like about. to have so much of a say when things are going well. <laughs> it's true, isn't it? It's so true how how quiet everything is when we're doing so well. Is all all you have to do is peruse the hotel end. Oh yeah, at your own risk, I should add. <laughs> yeah, I was um, going to say comes with a health warning. But look at the game threads mm. and ones where we've lost. They get up to you know ten pages sometimes. Yeah, the I checked earlier today. Uh, that's Sunday. Hmm. And the the game thread from Saturday, two pages, because we won. Two pages. How Nobody about the, said much. How about the redevelopment? Football fans. Re- <laughs> redevelopment <laughs> thread, oh, I think it's okay. 43,722 <laughs> pages, and that was just yesterday. <laughs> oh, there's one <laughs> that, it was the same people saying the same things over and over again. I'm just looking now. There's one that says, listen to the It's All Cobblers to Me podcast thread. That's not 17 pages. Oh. oh, yeah, don't read that one, Danny. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know. read that one. Oh, just okay. the of that one. Yeah. Mostly because it's just me saying, listen to the show <laughs> over again, <laughs> over and over again. I'm repeating. Oh, yeah, that, that's where the waffle comment came, wasn't it? So, it is, yeah. That yeah. is where the waffle comment Cheers, came. Cheers, JSO. <laughs> and I'm, glad, I'm, glad, I'm glad he enjoyed, or she enjoyed 20 minutes, because that's that's it, more than we expect. Is it J2O or JSO? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. A JSO, I think. It's not J2O. Okay. Anyway. Well, that's, that's your post bag done. Brilliant. Love that post bag. Uh, if you've got anything that you want to ask us or any comments or opinions that you want to give on the cobblers, uh, just send us an email podcast at cobblers to me.com. Brilliant. Um, NTFC women now. Um, and the women were at home to Sheffield FC this weekend. Uh, James Wiles reports. Not for the first time this season. It just felt like one of those days for Northampton Town women as they lost 1-0 home to Sheffield FC on Sunday. The Cobblers were dominant throughout, but they got the taste of the frustration they were in for all afternoon when Alex Dix hit the post inside the first three minutes. Then Sheffield took the lead against the run of play when Holly Mayfield was dispossessed by Mariah McIntosh, who passed into the empty net vacated by the unfortunate Northampton keeper. Cobblers continued to dominate despite the opener, and they thought they were back on level terms when Kim Farrow hit the bar for a second time. The ball appeared to have crossed the line, but desperate appeals were ignored by the officials who just waved play on. A huge chance fell to Dix just before half-time, but she turned to strike partner Farrow's low ball across goal over from six yards with the goal gaping. The second half took a while to get going, but when it did it was still all cobblers. And goal line technology may have helped them for a second time just after the hour when Vicky Barrett headed against the bar from Captain Zobie's boots corner. But again, the officials were unmoved despite protests from those in claret white shirts. 
There was still time for a couple more half chances, but the front two of Farrow and Dix were once again unable to beat the Sheffield keeper one-on-one. -on -one. Despite all their pressure, Josh Olford's sides were unable to find an equaliser on a frustrating afternoon. They're still searching for their first win in the National League, but you're just left feeling that on another day that Dick's chance goes in, those goal line calls are given, and then I'm telling a completely different story. It doesn't get any easier for Northampton, who hosts Wolves in the League Cup next week. That tie was supposed to be played last week, but was rearranged after the death of the Queen. Spencer Community Trust FC is set to be the venue next Sunday. That's James Wiles there. Thank you very much, James. If you want to hear more from James, then he'll be on Team Talk in the next week, uh, which is our NTFC Women's Dedicated Podcast episode. We'll be chatting, uh, that's me and Danny, by the way, we'll be chatting, hopefully, to Josh Oldfield uh, and to James and a couple of players as well that we'll have lined up. But that's another defeat for the women's team, which isn't great. I'll be honest, Danny, don't know how you're feeling about it, but I'm quite worried. Um, yeah, I'm not worried that you not? much. No, I think we're making chances. It's when you're not making chances that you start to worry, don't you? This game I in agree. particular, it looked like well, we hit the woodwork three times. I think we've had a couple cleared off the line that should have been given potentially. It's It seems to be one of them periods where not much is going for us, um, mm. but we're making the chances. We're creating things. We're not losing by that many. When you look at Long Eaton, who are the team above us, because we're bottom of the league now, but Long Eaton above us, they've got a minus 25 goal difference. And weirdly, even though they've won a game, I think I'd be a little bit more concerned if I was them because it feels like they're, they're, they're leaky and we're not so leaky. Um, we're uh, we are we're making chances happen, and we're, we'll we'll hopefully hear more about what uh, what Josh thinks on uh, on the show this week. But I'm, I'm not particularly worried yet because I think it's just we're just being edged out rather than absolutely hammered. So there's there's potential there. Mm, I, I I just I think it's five games, no wins, and one draw so far. Just it's not what we're used to, is it? And that's that's probably part of the problem is the I fact agree. that we've been spoiled. I agree. Yeah. I don't necessarily think it's, it's we've been spoiled, but I th I also think in terms of the, the team, it's difficult to try and change that mindset from, okay, we're going to win, let's just go out and win, and then having a very different style and type of opposition and then losing that momentum and then having to change that mindset again to try and mm. capitalise on, on anything you can really. And I think that will come. It's very early days, so I think it will come. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, up next is Wolverhampton Wanderers at home in the um, the National League Cup um, Determinator round. Yes, it's a Determinator. <laughs> love it. Love that name of that round. Uh, that <laughs> is going to be very difficult because uh, Wolves have just gone top of the National League Championship, is it, Danny? Um, no, they're top of the uh, National League Northern Premier League. Oh, okay, so which is the equivalent in up north, but they've won four out of five, mm. six, plus sixteen goal difference so far already, and they beat us six nil, I think, in preseason. So it's yeah. going to be a toughie. It's going to be a toughie. It's going to be tough. It's one. It's one division ahead of us. Uh, the Premier. League. Oh yeah, sorry, you're right. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, that's going to be most likely at Harpole again. Two o'clock kickoff, as they normally are. Get down and support the team, uh, please, because they do deserve it. They are a cracking bunch of girls, and and it, they just they just deserve our support. That's all we'll say. Uh, a little bit of news that came out of um, NTFC Women uh, on Sunday as well was that Emma Bilness has left the club after seven years as a cobbler and I think that's quite sad seven years of service Emma's now left thank you for that time uh, that you've had with us always sad to see a player go that's been at a club for so long yes yes, yes. definitely it's it's uh, in this day and age you don't see it a lot do you <laughs> so no it's uh, she's she's been she's... one that's that's and you you kind of get the sense that um, it's it's quite a tight knit group as well, so it must be quite difficult with quite a few people leaving this summer. So it's going to take a little bit of time to to get used to, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, well, speaking of leaving, it's mm. time for us to leave. Oh, is it? <laughs> are we not going to talk about the Papa John's Trophy game? Is there much to talk about with the Papa John's <laughs> Trophy game, Danny? And the, there's drama in our group. We 
we're we've got to make up that six goal goal difference oh, to uh to try and power our way through but see this is the thing right is i'm just trying not to think about it because i, th- I think i think <laughs> you, with you the just last be too game, nervous if you start talking think about no, it no no it's more that i think i took it all too seriously the first game <laughs> I got really annoyed about that. You really did. You got and, you got right up, <laughs> above the level that's needed to I did. be stuff. But I, I think to me the first game was more about the people that went, wasn't it? The the people that made the trip and spent the money and gone a reasonable amount of distance on mm-hmm. a Tuesday night. That that that's the people you feel sorry for. for yeah, it's it's very true. Um, but yeah, so I'm just trying not to be that interested. <laughs> Shall we play it? Is it Cambridge? Is that Cambridge right? United, yeah. Cambridge United. Can we cause an upset? Oh, goodness <laughs> me. Um, I mean, I suppose the interesting thing will be is, is is the players that will be playing for us on that game because, you know, I mean, apart from little Johnny Maxted, oh, yeah, yeah. Harvey Lintot, I'd, I'd expect to get a game to start. Um, you know, but uh, Max Dyche, He'd probably get a start in my my eyes, but I mean, we don't have the biggest of squads, do we? To be able to just go and make changes everywhere, and of course, then there's the rules of the competition, which say so you're not allowed to just change everybody. So, do you think we we'll see Epia at all? I w- I think that would be a stupid decision. Oh, oh, oh! I feel quite passionate about that. I feel very passionately about the fact that. Players risk injury in this stupid competition. <laughs> don't do it. John Brady, do th- please don't do it. I mean, Odomeo came just- back, didn't he, for the Ipswich game yeah. and then got injured in Yeah, that game. like, just so, don't yeah. do it. Mm. It's really not worth it. It's, you know, people like Epia, he can be a game changer and, he's, and he should be need, he should be and will be needed further down the line. Put him on the pitch on Tuesday for him to get some dodgy injury that sits him back for six weeks. I just... Oh, it makes me so. He could, need, he could do that in training, though, right? Yeah, he also could, but like it, it's like re- don't let him trade, Daddy. No, no, but it's percentage <laughs> of of um, like it's percentage of like oh, what am I trying to say? Help me. It's percentages. Is that what you, yeah? I, I don't, like I, it's percentage yeah. of chance of getting injured, right? right? Okay. You know, you could. Oh, God forbid, you break your leg in training. That could happen. But the less you play, the the less minutes you have, the less a bit. The ability is to get injured, right? So don't play players like that when it's really not needed. Was it? Did Ben Fox get injured against Ipswich as well? Was yeah, and so did Hilton. From? Yeah, I, it is. I, I completely see where you're coming from. I, I just wonder whether I don't. Yeah, I don't think you put Epier in as a starter, but I think you still maybe give him sort of twenty minutes, half an hour off the bench at some point because you've got to get his match fitness up I think that was the one thing that was maybe lacking you could see you know he's, he's essentially not played a game has he since he last played for us so you want to get him up to speed as quickly as possible but I do get what you're saying <clears throat> you know yeah. it's it's a tough one for 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 Brady and and Colin and, and Rico isn't it for that yeah. I think like these fringe players should be going out there and trying to prove something now after that last game because mm. you you think we've got a big squad but you get a couple more injuries they're going to be needed so you're going to ha- you're going to have to put in a performance you're going to have to state your claim this is the only way you can properly do that in a match situation so especially I'm as well you want to be putting in a decent showing like the Ryan Haynes, Daesh, Abin Bolo even got to, yeah got to yeah. Go and claim your spot and you'll try and fight for it yeah little Johnny Max did even yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> um, who else is in the group? So it's Ipswich, Cambridge, us, and... Uh, Arsenal under-21s. Uh, Arsenal under-21s, okay, yeah. yeah. Eh. It, it could be a yeah dead rubber, couldn't it? I don't think John Brady cares, to be fair. I, I don't think we should care. I will certainly be trying to care less than I did <laughs> about the Ipswich game, that's for sure. Uh, that's it for this episode of It's All Commerce Me. We're back on Friday with the preview show as we look ahead to the Stockport game and the return of Fraser Moneybags Horsefall. <laughs> Thanks for listening to It's All Cobblers to Me. Get more from us on cobblerstome.com. See you next time. Bye. Way! There's the cup. There's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The Cobblers are going through into Division 1. Bring them on because we deserve it. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. 
Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network.